Hello, welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. We are getting farther into the Pokemon Adventures. The Pokemon Adventures Volume 5. Seeing, seeing where our boy Yellow is, because that's, I guess, who we're following this farm boy dressed like, you know, he's in the 1700s. Like a, I almost said Don Cor- Corleone, but I meant Don Quixote. Yeah, <laughs> with his like little tunic on and sun hat and you know Pokemon but, posse of his random kind of group of like followers. And it says that he's almost like a cult leader, really. At the end of the day, these Pokemon all believe is like in the power of love. Well, he does actually have the healing ability. That's yeah. something he has over most other cult leaders. Now, if he starts offering them Kool Aid, that's you got to start worrying. But, you know, so far it's not one of those things where you, well, I guess all Pokemon trainers are kind of cult leaders because they always are separating them from their families. <laughs> They're already pushing them for their own agenda. So, but, you know, he seems to be a little nicer about it. Um, but you said earlier on, I think the last episode, how um, uh, Blue in this version is basically kind of gone like almost like Piccolo. This is totally, somebody watched season one of Dragon Ball Z before writing this next I- issue or two because holy shit they was just like this yellow might as well be gohan blue might as well be piccolo yeah those first couple chapters are like full on just take but they're out like in the middle of this almost like desert-like area looking like a dragon ball z area of a couple New like Mexico, basically yeah. ass trees poking up somewhere god knows where they are like not even in kanto anymore that's <laughs> like so far out there well, he's doing this thing where he's just standing out there, like, you know, Yellow is sleeping, he wakes up, like, hey, where's Blue? Oh, he's, tr- what's he doing just standing out there? Then a boulder's come flying at him, and he's just timing himself, and he just throws a Scyther out there, and Scyther cuts him all in perfectly symmetrical squares, <laughs> and he's just like, and he's like, Charizard, throw another! Yeah, it's just one like, we need more training, I have to defeat Red once he comes back. Fuck that guy from Palatine, fuck my neighbor! <laughs> <laughs> and then like and then they end up having like find, you find out that somehow it's fucking resilient because I, I think there might be an island or something that Caterpie that he saved from the last issue follows him over and he says like alright dude you basically what you gotta do is next step try to catch this thing but I don't really like fighting or hurting him like well that's that's the thing you gotta catch it so then like you know takes him a whole day to catch a Caterpie and, get, and Blue's like you gotta be shitting me. Even the way it's kind of drawn. Like, like he's he never shows any, like, reaction. But this is, like, the most expressive you get. It's like, really? Is, is that possible? Really? Well, the funny thing, too, is because it almost gets to this point where, like, okay, in the last one, it was that kind of thing where, like, you look at Yellow and you're going, oh, it's gonna be such a bitch character. And then it's like, oh, no, he, he actually, gets, you know, kind of gets by on someone. All of a sudden, like, all these things, you just realize he got by on so much dumb luck because, like, now that Blue's training him, it's like, Yellow's got all the dumb questions and so on and just like, oh, right, well, how do you do this or how do you do that? Like, the, the fuck, you just saved the fucking day in the last book. Like, what are you asking me these questions for? Like... They kind of made him dumb just for this issue. As it goes on, he's back to being, like, likable again. Mm-hmm. But for this issue, just because he's never... He's only had him as friends. And he just has a psychic bond with him. So that's kind of how he's able to just communicate with him so easily. But when it actually comes to training, you realize, oh, he's not a trainer. He's only just been trying to get away. And he's basically just an escape artist. He's not a fighter. And that itself is interesting because it's not really about, like, the concept is it's not about, like, a, his story, it's not about someone training to be the best. It's just about someone trying to do the right thing and get, you know, Pikachu back to his master. So that's what it's all about, really. Yeah, and I mean, like, he even even explains it towards the very end of that training. He goes, you know what, uh, Blue, I gotta leave because here's the thing, I realize that, uh, I kind of just when when you're when there's an expert next to me, I just seem like a fucking idiot. Though I just it's almost like I'm I'm like self you know conscious about every action I do. So it's almost like he explains why he's kind of being like this fuck up on the island. Like oh like I, I just don't do good when there's a serious guy around me. Like you know <laughs> facing well, death do- and you know doom every single day. Well, once he actually manages to capture that uh, Caterpie, his Ratatat actually finally turns into Eradicate. And I'll, something I like about this art style is even though whenever they have like a faint zoom in rather than do a perspective thing, the characters just kind of go sort of like that chibi style whenever they zoom out. Mm-hmm. But um, something I do like is, this is going to sound like maybe a weird thing, but 
Pokemon that you really don't generally like. Because Raticate, I mean, Raditat's kind of whatever, but Raticate looks like, get that fucking thing out of here. Just put it down like old Yeller. This, it's actually, oh, he made it look kind of cute. You can still kind of see why he likes it. You know what I mean? When it first transforms, like, what the fuck is that? But then, as it goes on, like, it's a little bit more expressive. It doesn't always constantly have that, nah, like, look on its face, you know? Oh, yeah, well, because it's like, the thing about Raticates, those, in Pokemon, whenever you see the people with them, you're like, oh, it's just that fucking kid from the trailer shows. Oh, he's got to eradicate. He's somehow some way, like, captured in the backyard last night, and now he thinks he's all fucking something. Like, it always had that feeling, like, it's just like, oh, it's, just, oh, it's that kid now. He's going to try to sell me drugs, like, by the time this Pokemon match is done, you know? It's kind of <laughs> funny. There's one point where I, uh back when I first played Pokemon. I don't know where I missed it, but for some reason I missed that you can withdraw characters from the uh, from Bill's PC. Somehow I just missed that, missed that over Reddit. So I was almost being very strategic with the ones I caught, afraid of, like, which one can I, you know, which ones can I pull out, which one's going to... So for a while I had this Ratatat with me, and then I'm like, how am I going to get rid of this thing? I know, I'm just going to abandon it at the daycare. And then later I found out that... <laughs> later I found out that... Oh, you can withdraw them, and you know I didn't realize that by like I think the third or fourth like gym, and then um, after I went to the elite four, I'm like, oh shit, I left Eradicate over at the over at the freaking like daycare thing, and then I'm like, let me just see what happens. I put that thing in my team. It's, it's like, like taken out like a Gyarados in one hit. It's like that. level sixty eight or something like that, like higher than everything else in the game. <laughs> just about, yeah. <laughs> that's what I, I always kind of like to do that though we just leave a pokemon there at the daycare center and just see what it is at the very very end of the game <laughs> you just go there like everyone in the center is dead and you just see like your pokemon like just bench pressing a pile of dead bodies <laughs> yeah the, the pokemon that's it's just so funny it's like the pokemon that stays at the daycare like you, you just like what's well, like why is that the toughest one it's like he's just sitting around like you know playing hopscotch and you know like making cookies and shit Except that, that Ratatouille dropped off. Except that Ratatouille dropped off. He's just like chain smoking, and then he's just doing like pull-ups. <laughs> he was doing that shit from Foxcatcher, where he's looking in the mirror, slapping his face, and starts bashing his head into the mirror. Yeah, getting, getting amped. Serious. <laughs> but um, yeah, like in this one, I think that's one of the coolest things. Is like they just they don't rely on, I guess, like you know, your bread and butter sales Pokemon. You know what I mean, like. They'll use all kinds of, like, the one... Like, they really make great use of the 150 roster. You know what I mean? It feels like everything kind of has a moment. Like, I mean, I know in the anime, like, every episode, there'd be, like, that one episode that had have, like, a Pokemon in it. But that'd be mostly about it. It'd be like, there's an episode of Cubone. You'll never see him fucking again. You know? Or there's, a, you know, there's the episode with, like, um... Like, you know, Farfetch. That's fucking it. That, that's yeah. all it is. Well, this one also does this thing, because... After he captures the Caterpie, and, you know, for a while, he's like, I'm going to go find you guys some food. You guys chill here. Pikachu's watching the Caterpie. And this is more of, like, this almost seems like something that would be in, like, one of those little short films before the movie that went to theaters. Where it's just, like, Pikachu just trying to babysit this thing. But it's actually kind of funny. Just, like, just, you know, it's just chasing. It's just this innocent little Caterpie chasing around, like, a leaf. And it's leading over to a cactus. Pikachu chases it, overpasses him, falls to the cactus. And the leaf's heading towards towards it then he's blowing it away and then it just goes off another direction until like i think it's a pidgeotto comes by yeah and swoops it he just picks up the fucking caterpie and then pikachu's like fucking gets kick. into a fight and i want to say that's where he also sends out Raticate. yeah and then of course you know fucking yellow comes back he's like i found you guys flowers oh they're sleeping they'd be like you don't know what the fuck we had to go through today <laughs> you left us here to fucking die where were you? Where were you? We had to eat the other ones. <laughs> Where's Ratty? Like, um, there is no more Ratty. We and Pikachu got fucking hungry. Like, that, oh, that's how the... Caterpie, why do you talk like that? Shut the fuck up and give me some shit to eat now, boy. He's all like, I've absorbed him and his nutrients. We are one the same now. We Feed me, boy, or you'll be next. It's like, God, what happened to Pikachu? If we eat the Dodua, we can gain its power. <laughs> well, then at some point, then he, he then he says, like, all right, well, I'm going to train the Omnimite and the Graveler for a minute. But they're just too strong for him because they, 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 don't, they don't respect him. But he's like, oh, these are trained by top-tier, like, gym leaders. They're not going to listen to some goofy-ass little kid in a fucking straw hat. 
Yeah, who has no fucking badges, mind you. <laughs> well, they also make a good thing. Like, th- this thing doesn't only just do a good job of utilizing um, the the uh, roster, but they also have a lot of other characters, like human characters and things in the game that you don't even really think about. Because in the game, you can stop them from evolving. And in this, they actually explain it. Like, oh yeah, the way you stop them from evolving is when they start doing that motion, you pull out your Pokedex and push this button. It sends a frequency that ends that. Yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. So, I, and it's like even Gary or Blue even says he's like, "See, you can't do that without a Pokedex." Pretty cool, huh? Like, and I kind of like how it's like, oh, it makes it feel like, oh, that's how. Like everything in here has like logic tied to it, which is just kind of interesting. You know what I mean? We're like things you almost you don't can't think just take logic for would blend in with Pokemon, yeah. <laughs> And it's not saying that like you, you. It's not saying that you wouldn't think that, but it's just almost that kind of thing that like you know you almost more just sort of took a lot of those things just for granted because it's a video game, you know. Like signs like you know, there's just certain things you just don't always question. But I almost like how it's like, oh well, here's a little explanation just if you really want to know. Mm-hmm. And then at some point they just start getting attacked by a bunch of. Um, they start getting attacked by a bunch of uh, of um, mankeys. And then they fight him off together. Like, okay, he's not as great. He's he still has a lot to learn, but he's kind of like got the guts and he's got the heart for a trainer. So there's hope here. And then within that thing, he ends up finding a way. Like, oh, you know what? Um, because you know a bunch of makeys are attacking. They find out a primate is calling the shots, and they realize, oh, this primate right here, it actually it just doesn't really. There's no food, so these things are getting desperate and stupid. So after they beat it, I think he heals it, and I think he catches it. I don't know if, I don't know if he catches it or not, but then they do some interesting other things. Like, oh yeah, that Polygon I got, or Poly, uh, yeah, Porygon that I got a while ago. Turns out that thing's inside my Pokedex is basically a computer program as it is, so I just sent that thing out to your Pokedex. and Oh, the Porygon? A, the Porygon, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, because yeah, Blue's just like, yeah, I just, you know, just hacked the system and whatnot, just sent through, you know, basically cyber data. It's the 90s, so hacking's cool. Yeah, you know, and 3D objects are, too. So he kinda, I guess he doesn't capture, he doesn't capture the primate, he just lets it go, but yeah. Yeah, he just lets it go, and so on. And then it's also, like, in the background, you kind of have the other gym leaders are all out, like, trying to figure out this Elite Four plan going on, and Brock's out there, like, searching in the mountains, and Blaine, I love how he's just got, like, the fucking super nerd just, like, <laughs> you know, f- fucking in a lab testing him, he's like, what makes him such a super nerd? <laughs> Back in my Has day, we got we- laid yet? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. This was like back in my day, you know, I, I was considered a nerd, but he's super nerd. Like, how does he get his powers? What is he doing? Oh, I realize now it's a lack of power. It's no power whatsoever. Amazing. <laughs> You'd be like, Blaine, uh, you, you, you figured out that Elite Four thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get, get around to it. Don't worry. Still doing thing. Yep. Old Blaine's on the case. Yep. Comes back when we see what his what his tender profile is. Of course, he's wearing a fedora. <laughs> yeah, he thinks he's so fucking cool. He's, he's got a fucking acoustic guitar in that one too. I bet you he doesn't really know how to play it. And if he does play it, we all know what he's playing. We all know three chords playing. only. <laughs> three chords only, and he thinks he's in Sublime, but he's not. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> Blaine, Blaine, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking get to it. Shit, I'm your fucking ponytail horse. <laughs> there was uh, so then we jump over to uh, after that all that training. What's the next part? Then he gets aboard the SS Anne. Yeah, because he's doing things like he's like, you know what, Blue, you're a good trainer and all, but I think I need to do my own thing. He's like, thank Christ, just get the fuck God. I thought this was gonna be easy. Well, I'm leaving. Yeah, exactly. Not fast enough. <laughs> yeah, shit. And then I, I love when he gets on the SSA and he's like, well, I'm going to go off and, you know, do my things. And it literally, there's like that pokey fan, like the creepy old man. And it looks like he's watching eight millimeter porn of fucking like Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> that he found like in a, that he found like in like, a, like, the, like in like the uh, black market in like um, eight millimeter. He's, he's underneath the fucking casino in Celadon City. That's where he went down to the buy it from Team Rocket. Just be like, oh yeah, oh, look at that blast toy scoring right there. Oh, that's a fucking Spiro. That blast is gonna fuck that Spiro. Yeah, I fucking know it. Yeah, that's right. It's that power dynamic I love. Uh, just like, oh yeah. And it, I love for some he makes his characters fight so he could throw a payday and then collect it so he could get rich. Yeah, exactly. Like the old man's like, oh, now I can, since I'm an old man, I can finally go out in the SSN and 
jerk off the poker porn and sit out in the sun and you know have hot little boys wait on me you know and i'm waiting for them to have something with this guy because he it looks like that that beard looks fake as fuck and he's always wearing a fedora he always has his glasses he's always too wacky of a character and for a minute i'm like oh shit is this like is he gonna be somebody like in disguise that's what i was waiting for the whole time and then oh i guess he was nothing oh he's back oh i guess nothing then he's back again i'm like all right what's gonna no he's just there to just fucking do weird shit yeah it's odd because it's, it's just the way that he's drawn it's just like you couldn't have drawn it's like a more faker looking beard and mustache it just it looks like fucking like Alpha looks like, like sneaking into a fucking movie theater looks like a kid sneaking into an r-rated movie theater it's exactly what it looks like but i do think it's funny and i know it probably wasn't intended to be this way but when he's on the ssn at somebody at some point starts to like just turn over and, and sink but it kind of happens out of nowhere and they show the they show the um midway drawing of him like kind of falling forward a little bit but the next one it's just totally like you know nose up so i just like to imagine like <laughs> like it just flipped like immediately like there's no progression you know? <laughs> yeah it wasn't like fucking like a build-up of fucking vhs2 of titanic like no 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 i just fucking like shot straight up you're like oh shit or like the or the or the like captain's like let's do a wheelie oh shit it's not going back <laughs> just fucking always wanted to fucking just you know put the pedal to the metal on this thing <laughs> and that's where you find out Team Rocket's back and they're attacking but it's one of those things where it's like I guess they just wanted to bring him back for a second just to you know bring it full circle but it's it's one of those things and they actually kind of bring King brought it back around to bring up a plot point from a previous story but um this whole thing with team rocket like no we're not this is like team rocket you guys are gone like oh no no we're back now we're back like oh you are yeah just like we're like the guys right underneath like sabrina and surge and koga it's like oh who gives a fuck about you yeah well these guys too are also like they're, they're just like very incompetent and fucking goofy. They're almost like the Jesse and James, like, equivalent without doing maybe, I guess, like, some goofy antics to throw into there. But, like, these ones, like, it's like, well, those ones you think they're going to be sort of a threat, and it's just like, oh, no, they just fucking... These guys, I think, are even lower. You know, they're they're just kind of, like, puffing smoke right there, you know what I mean? Well, they yeah, from what they even show, like, the, tr the tree of, like, you know, the, basically the uh, totem pole of Rocket, and just basically, yeah, they're still... Like, really? You guys are those guys? Oh, whatever. And I think this is more just to be a quick fun issue compiled with um, a brief explanation. Because I'm guessing the writer of this probably got enough shit to, like, you know what? Polyworld doesn't evolve without a stone. Like, all right, yeah, I'm going to come back to that 50 issues from now. Yeah, 50 little chapters away. We'll get around to it. And I like what it is. It's because, like, the old Pokemon fan guy, he's like, ah. Oh. You know, there's some stones down below and uh, under the SSN down there or, or in the whatever Celadon City fucking water. Yeah, and if you uh, go down there... It all runs together to me. It's all fucking wet. Yeah, exactly. But these are like unlimited stones. They're not like those... Not like the ones you get in the store that, you know, you use once and it fucking breaks and then you're out, you know, getting another one. You know, th these are stones like back in the day, like when you used to buy a TV set and it would last you a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, so boy, go get me those stones. And then it's like, but he uses that to explain, like, oh yeah, that poly world must have just fell on one of those stones. You know, you know how it happens. So it wasn't, like, love, or it wasn't, like, you know, just instincts? No, don't be fucking stupid. That's not science. <laughs> yeah. Check, boy, what are you, six years old? He's like, I'm seven. Uh, well, you know, seven, let's see. Well, that's still illegal. Okay, but, um... <laughs> This is a world that runs in science. Now take your electric rat creature and then go with your rock monster and go save this baby tentacle. Yeah, go down there and go get me some stones, you know, and whatnot. And of course he goes down there and finds, he's like, oh shit, they're all fucking missing. Except for one. Except for Leafstone. Fuck the Leafstone. I just love whoever went down there is just like, yeah, fuck that, you know what I mean? You know, you probably could what? sell that. Yeah, but I gotta put... I, I... My cargo pants are only so big, you know what I mean? Like, I gotta swim back up to the top. My underwater cargo pants. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need a fucking leaf stone? <laughs> Shit, we aren't in fucking Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire yet. I ain't gonna need it for what I'm doing. 
in Gen One, what 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 works? On, what leaf stone? What what what, what uh, leaf stone works on? Is it like is, I think um, victory bills or victory bells? Victory bell, and then anything else? Or is it just? Victory I think vile plume might be too. Vile plume. I, but so I, I guess each, I, I guess there's only each one only had two or three stones that actually needed to evolve it. Well, because I remember when I was a kid, that was the most confusing part. It was just like, dude, does this stone not work like on anything? Like, because I thought when That's I first I got it, those yeah. stones, I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna be evolving Pokemon left and right. Like, because I almost thought it was just like, oh, it's a faster way to evolve. And that was my theory on it. And then I was like, oh no, it's only literally just works on like help Pokemon each. Feels like the Lightning mm-hmm. Stone works on more things than anything else. But I guess maybe it's just Pikachu and. Um, of course, you know, Jolteon, Flareon, Vaporeon, but, um, yeah, there, there's nothing. Megaton? There's not, Is that Megaton? I don't think, maybe not. I, don't, uh, I actually don't think so on those ones. There's, there's not a whole lot of electric characters in Generation 1. There's yeah. a few, but not a lot. Yeah, there's probably about all of, like, maybe, there's probably ten. less than ten, yeah. When you think about it, probably each type, normal has a lot, Yeah, but each of the main type, each of the types... Because there's 151, so really, when you think about it, you probably have like 10 to 15 characters per type in the um, in the original generation. Yeah, I mean, it makes kind of I, it, that sounds about right when you kind of say it out loud. But yeah, it, it is kind of weird how those stones. I just remember like it's one of those ones like if, if you if there wasn't like a guide or something that came along that kind of explained it, I feel like I would have just pocketed those and just been like, I guess they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like it takes effort to sit there, like oh, I gotta pull out every single Pokemon I have just to see which one it works on. Well, I also like how suddenly this thing, for a minute, kind of turns into like a Tom Clancy espionage story, and goes into more detail than I thought this thing ever would. And earlier I said I liked how not only does it use a good roster of the Pokemon, but also use a good roster of the characters and uses certain things that you wouldn't think you you, there's certain like plot points that i never would assume would play a crucial part in any main story like if there was i mean yeah they met bill in one episode of the show but it was like oh we met him we got out of his costume now we're out cool yeah but he keeps coming back in this and he keep and he keeps on having something to do and not only that, it's actually like, I would assume the whole, you know, oh, you can only carry six at a time. I assume that would not play a p- big part at all. But it's a it's a really relevant part. So you find out the person who kind of nudged yellow on the way to do this was green. And she has her own scheme to try and figure out. Because she thinks um, the Elite Four are the ones who basically kidnapped her as a kid. But she doesn't have the proof. Mm-hmm. And her idea is, if we're going to find red, a way we can do that is what came back his Pikachu came back everything else is gone everything else though is, is uh, with him so ideally you think if he only has a team of five he would withdraw one more so what if we look into his bank and see what he pulled out yeah and then they're like oh shit something's missing something's fucking not there someone pulled a fucking Eevee out yeah and then like that there's this whole scene with her where she's sneaking into Bill's uh, place to do that and Bill and her and Bill get into a faint scuffle, but basically he's like, because no, <laughs> she just like ties Bill up. He's like, "Hey, you, shit! We're, I thought we were friends. Why'd you just fucking tie me up right here?" It's Bill, uh, yeah. it's me, Bill. Oh my, and Bill. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, I, I, I think I gotta say, they gave him the, the nighttime gown. Well, the nighttime hat. I don't know what the fucking deal is with the nighttime hats. Was that how long ago was that? How what was yeah, that? I, I just kind of feel like. I don't feel like somebody's really worn one of those hats from, like, the, you know, past the 50s on up. Let's just say that. You well, know even what? the 50s, I can't imagine, like, some, like, some guy getting back from the factory and just, you know, like, well, I'm, like I'm you know, getting sure out of... The guy wearing the hat didn't work at the factory. That's the guy who works I know, in, like, but I'm the... just saying, like, James Dean taking off his leather jacket and <laughs> like, slid his cigarettes out of his sleeve. Like, all right, time for me to put on my nighttime hat, you know? I'm pretty sure that the nighttime hat guy was the guy that worked at, like, the accounting firm or something. I'm just trying to figure out where that comes from. I I could see it back in the olden days, like, if it was, like, really fucking cold out and, like, you're like, I shit, put my hat on, my head's fucking freezing here. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, when, you know, like, why do we install a fireplace fucking three stories down and did not think about putting one in the bedroom? (laughs) Just put on this fucking Santa Claus hat. Yeah, like, so there's that kind of thing. But, of course, I think it's one of those ones they are like, they're like, oh, it's Bill, he's Southern, give him a fucking hat. 
Is that a, it doesn't match the rest of his outfit for some reason, but yeah. Yeah, well, you know, he's he's fucking Billy. He, you know. His mom made it for him. He can't refuse it. Um I do I do have to say this. I love the the title of that chapter though. It's Hitmon Lee Baby one more time. It's like, oh that just you you, <laughs> you know where you fucking are the second you open to that page. <laughs> I didn't even read that, but that's gotta be uh that's gotta be just like uh someone was getting creative in the uh editing department when translating. There, there, no way that's what it was called in Japan. Or maybe Britney Spears well, is big like, everywhere. Britney Spears is so pretty big, so I could almost see it even be called that in Japan. But, but like, Hypno I Lee is say... named something else in Japan, because they're named after Japanese boxers. I think I think they're both named after Japanese boxers or kickboxers. So oh. I think they made it Hypno Lee and Hypno Chan in America. Oh, yeah, because it's like Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah. you know, probably just pissed. Japanese people are like, no, no. Japanese Pokemon, not fucking Chinese. We're not there yet. We'll be there maybe in 20 years. Oh, well, what? We'll Japanese, Chinese, like, what the fuck's the difference? Look, it's fucking, you got the Chinese writing, it's fucking Japanese writing. That's Bill saying that. <laughs> yeah, just be like, ah, fuck, I don't know shit. Why don't you go back to your Vietnam side? It's such a different fucking country. <laughs> I know science, but that's all I know. I want to say, like, one of the earlier books, there was almost, like, a Limp Biscuit or something, like, reference, like, in, like, one of the titles, like, or, there, that's, there, there was a band like that, and I was like, oh, well, we also know where we are now. That's a possibility. I don't remember which one that was, but yeah, um, and, but anyway, um, so it, she ends up giving, giving this whole explanation that, um, She's trying to push yellow in the right direction so they can find red and bring him back. And I remember the exact reason why she's decided to do this with yellow rather than herself. I think she noticed that he's, like, got a connection with Pokemon or something. I remember the deal. Or she's trying to stay hidden so they don't think it's her. I think that's the whole thing. Yeah, I think and she's trying to where... stay, yeah, definitely hidden. Plus, I think since it's green, she doesn't She doesn't really like to, like, get herself too dirty in the work you know what i mean she she almost she's, kind of, she's an opportunist that like if there's a if there's something available to do it like she's gonna do it this little farm boy can be sent out go for it and the whole her other thing is even though she might have the right intentions she's still gonna do it in an underhanded way and something about green just makes her a likable character you know what i mean i think mm-hmm. that even though by this point she is more or less a good guy, she still has some underhanded tactics about it. So, But she even realizes, you know what, Red is the one who we're going to need in order to pull this off. And out of that, if I'm coming in at it from that angle, it's going to be obvious. we got to pull from other angles and get someone they're not expecting via this goofy little uh, <laughs> this goofy little Spaniard kid. Yeah, exactly. Really, you know what Green is? Green is our anti-hero. She's like the Lobo of this book. <laughs> You think you think Blue would be, but yeah, no, she is. Like, oh, he, Blue's kind of the anti-hero, but he's more of just really stern, and he starts off as the anti-hero, and as time goes on, he becomes more of just the, like, it's it's in the, he's more like Ryu. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's all in the heart of the battle, you know, where... <laughs> where Red, Red's like Ken, and then, yeah, Blue's kind of like Ryu, like, he's he's more like Ryu if he's like the, the, like the serious Ryu, because there's like two types of Ryus. There's kind of Ryu who's almost kind of like... The kid who's like, you know, he knows training and that's it. And then there's like Ryu who's just like ultra serious and he's the master of everything training because he's just been walking the earth barefoot. Yeah, yeah. Neither of them were there yet, but maybe one day. And then like Hypno Lee uses his like stretchy legs because that's a thing in this particular version. Mm-hmm. Um, which that kept on throwing me off, but I think I think you could see those legs. Like, I get where they're coming from, you know? Yeah, I think that's, like, one of those ones where it's, like, yeah, probably if you're just looking at, like, a picture, like, a hand-drawn picture from, like, the old thing, you're like, oh, yeah, he got little circle things on his legs. They probably stretch, right? You guys, like, we haven't decided yet. Well, they stretch now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then from there, like, Hypno Lee basically destroys, like, they're about to find out where, like, okay, if we can figure out where he withdrawed it at, that means we can figure out where he last was seen. And the reason why... Bill wasn't doing it earlier because it's kind of just like, you know, it's almost kind of like, um, it'd be like AT&T giving the government their, uh, your information. Oh, wait, they do that. But regardless, it was one of those kind of things where it's just like, well, I can't, yeah, it's my job, but I can't actually look at personal information for my own deed. And then, you know, that she basically says, look, you want to, you want to like save the world or not? I'm like, all right. And then that's where, before I have a chance to do that, Hypno Lee comes in, attacks, 
and they have this chase. And I think what I like about this series, and by this point we're kind of, this is something we've all said before, but I think that, like, I like how this actually has stakes. It's not just, you know, some kid going on the adventure, which can be fun in itself. It's more like, there's a lot more at stake. Yeah, I mean, shit, this issue even has full-on death. You know, that just, you know, happens and just, like, it has characters that just don't even give a flying fuck what they just did. They're like, yeah, fuck it. You know, that comes a little bit later. I will say that there's part of, like, the battle with the Hitmo leave because, like, you know, Green has taught it to fly, which I think that's always kind of the interesting thing, too, is I like how there's a lot of, like, these people, like, they're like, no, I, I can get this Pokemon, to, you know, to do a move that, like, it shouldn't be able to do, but we found a way around it. And, you know, of course, on the way there, you know, Blastoise uses all his fucking, like, water before that Hitmo-Lee battle. And then there's a part where, like, it's almost kind of weird because, like, you know, Green gives this, like, kind of, like, a command to Blastoise with, like, I don't know, she's, like, a microphone or something like that that she pulls out, like, I don't know, like, Jigglypuff's one or something like that. And he's like, oh, Blastoise can hear this. And, like, you know, it pops up with, like, blanked out swear word type things that looks like a fucking PlayStation, like, code. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, yeah. But then it's like I, I really feel like just the way that it looks, it, the way that it's drawn, it almost looks like Blastoise use fucking like cock slap on him because he uses like <laughs> he's using his like cannons, of course. But it's literally the way it's drawn is it's just a turtle shell with this giant fucking rod coming right down on top of fucking Hitmonlee's head. <laughs> <laughs> so it just looks like he jumped up there and just like a fucking like cock shot out. <laughs> and as I said, there's a, it's pretty much a swear word. I mean, I think it's supposed to be almost like, oh, it's code or something like that. But, like, I don't know. The way those two panels kind of go back and forth to each other, like. That's true. But here's another thing. Um, I'm wondering. I don't think this all came out right away. I think it probably took some. Because a lot of times it takes a mangas a while to get finished up. I'm wondering that little. Because they, they make a point, like, give your give your uh, Blastoise a chance to fight. Like, give it a command. Like, well. If Lee is fighting Blastoise, that means Bruno, his trainer, isn't too far away. And if I yell it out, they'll know where we're at. So let me do the, do the, pull out this little microphone thing, which sends out this small little bubble, which will get shoot over to Blastoise. And I think, I can't be sh- certain, I think that's a reference to Hey You Pikachu. It could be because, like, I know, like, in the back, like, when I was reading the special features, it was literally, like, they're like, oh, you know, Pokemon Snap and Stadium just came out, and we're just playing the fuck out of that right now. So, well, I guess Pay You Pikachu would have been just a little bit later, if that's the case. If that, those but the maybe they're aware of it, though, coming out. Yeah. that's the thing. You'd speak into the microphone. I mean, it wasn't this thing you wore around the neck or anything. It was part of the controller. But mm. you'd speak in the microphone, and a little bubble would shoot at Pikachu. Yeah. That, that, that actually probably is. They probably was like, those ones like, oh, shit, we'll fucking find a way to use that. Yeah. And then they fight Blastoise, and they kind of come up with all these reasoning, like, why they kind of stand there to stalemate for a while? Like, well, whatever they were doing, it wasn't really much of a fight. It was more of us just kind of here at the stalemate. He, we weren't really the main targets. They wanted us away. Like, where they want us away from? Like, something that you, somewhere where yellow is. They probably want us to be away from that whole thing. And Yellow's like, I need to find a Pokemon that can surf, so he's looking for a water type, but then he he saves a swimmer, so once again, just another random character, one of the he, swimmer trainers you fight. He's like, hey man, the fucking contest going on, you should show up, bro, like, fucking go there, and you can fucking surf, like, look at me, I'm fucking surfing. Oh, fuck, my leg, take my slowpoke. <laughs> yeah. Should I race the thing that's called a slowpoke? Whatever, I'll do it. And, um, the option is to win a Dragonair, and... You find out that Dragonair is actually Lance's, and he flat out just like all these people that are in the surf race. He just flat out like knocks a bunch of them out, and then shoots a beam like a hyper beam over like at what Celadon City or something. Yeah, it just like takes out a whole section of the town. Vermilion like... City, Vermilion oh, yeah. City. Yeah, Verm- Vermilion City just gets fucking destroyed because like. Yeah, Cerulean City's already vanquished. Like, that just never fucking came back. And then now it's just like, he just sends over this explodes. And there's a part where Yellow's like, what are you doing? There's innocent lives there. He's like, well, there's people here. But, you know, who cares if a few fucking trainers and Pokemon fans and old people and shit that I hate fucking dies? You know what I mean? Like, I'm fucking... Like, they really make Lance like this. Like, who the fuck is this? It's like... He almost be when he starts explaining stuff. He's like an eco terrorist. He's like, I just want to fucking eliminate all fucking humans except for the elite four and let Pokemon live the way it's supposed to be under my fucking thumb. <laughs> well, he kind of comes out in a way. Well, for, he says like they they do this. They kind of like 
make it they they make it dark and they pull back and they just throw a little bit of darkness back out there. He like just you just destroyed all those buildings and he says like they were empty because uh, they're empty because everybody was over at the over at the show. But you know what? In the collateral damage, a couple trainers probably bit the dust, but it's what happens. And yeah, he makes a point that like he doesn't think he thinks most people are incompetent and not great trainers. So he and he thinks that it's one of those things where it's like I think Pokemon are better or whatever. So it's kind of like that Team Plasma sort of, but not as lame as Team mm-hmm. Plasma from Black and White. It's more of this thing where I don't think he wants to kill all people. I think he wants to kill all trainers because he th- he thinks most trainers are hapless and these are. These are things that should be kind of like control, do what they want to do. You know, I think that's kind of more his thought process. Maybe I gotta reread it, but yeah. It was like, I want rules and regulations. It's like they just fucking hand out Pokemon, you know, to any fucking kid that walks up. You're like, you're like, no, 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 you need to go through rigorous training. You need to get a fucking class A license, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> go on down to the DMV. <laughs> it needs some government regulation here. <laughs> You know, I assumed he was going to be one of those free market guys, but not the case. Nope, nope, not not Lance. Not Lance now. He, he, he thinks he's going to be rules and take care. And I think the other thing is, I don't remember where they say the surfboard comes from. Because, you know, because he gets in a battle with Lance out in the middle of the ocean. Eventually, Pikachu comes out on a surfboard. I'm not sure if they say where that comes from. He does, because Pikachu, does, he does the substitute attack, so there's two Pikachus out there. And then the mm-hmm. second Pikachu, after like like they fucking get knocked down by Lance and they're underwater, the second Pikachu's like energy turns into a surfboard. Ah, uh, I'm glad they science that one away. But anyway, um, which I wanted to say is this where that original like surfing Pikachu? I know there was that card that was a surfing Pikachu, but like it goes back to like those the, the old school days of like there's a surfing. I want to say it was a mini game. It was like a mini game in yellow, and I think since by this point they're probably pushing yellow. I That's don't think because I don't think there, there I mean there was that image of Pikachu surfing in yellow, but there, there was nothing beyond that. I mean, I guess wasn't was there a, a little mini game because you go you go to the sh- you go to the shore of um, wherever Koga's gym is. You go to the shore, and I want to say you go into some little like thing there, and just like oh, we give surfing lessons. You wanted your Pikachu to try or whatever. I want to say there's a little mini game for it. Maybe there was. I just don't really remember that too much. I just remember there was like there was the Pokemon card, and then like it was kind of like a thing. It was like there's the surfing Pikachu, and then like I kind of like how as time has come around, it was like even in like the the new Yellow remake one, it was like oh shit, you could teach Pikachu to surf, and he surfs on a surfboard, you know? Yeah, I think uh, now I'm curious. Pikachu mini game. Let's see here, surfing Pikachu mini game is in yellow. Yeah. Okay, maybe there was one, yeah. There's a, yeah, there is one in yellow. That was a little mini game, and I want to say it happened. Yeah, yeah, kind of happened around that area after you get done with Koga's gym. Yeah, so you're down there by the beach. Yeah, I, I can picture the exact area where it'd be at. But yeah, so there's one of those ones that's like, in this one here, like, I mean, shit, it pops up the, for about three chapters in a row. <laughs> the surfing Pikachu is like the cover page of it. Yeah, for a while. And this, it went from being one of those things where um, he was just part of the team. Now, I think by this point, his popularity rose a lot more, as well as the whole franchise. So I think they're just like, you know what, put him front and center. That's going to get more readers. Because, you know, ideally you think maybe it would have been, like, since it was his first one, and he had such a connection with it, you think it would have been Polyrath or, or Venusaur or something. But then again, I also think that, like, well... With two things that fucking strong, Grand Pikachu's really strong on this too. With two things that strong, it probably would have been a lot easier for him. And this one's a lot more of a probably manageable, you know, for yeah. a, no, for a newbie train. Well, and I do think that it is one of those ones that because I think with with those first three volumes, that was at the point where like no Pokemon was really like outweighed by the other. They were just kind of all about on equal grounds and so on. And it was just like I think they kind of had their idea of what they liked. And then once Pikachu's like, oh shit, Pikachu's like really fucking selling. I feel like by the time they got to the yellow character, they're like, you know what? We found a way to make, you know, because in Red's team, it would seem weird if he just jumped up as like the main character because we, he just hasn't really been that the whole time. But since we have a brand new character, now we can shove Pikachu. I almost have a feeling that it was made a little bit like that. They're like, you know what? Shoehorn Pikachu in a little bit more. And it's not like a bad thing, but like he, he definitely has more screen time or page time by this point. 
and he's the most rel relevant character, probably most relevant part of the team. Because, yeah, I don't think there would have been as much interest, say, if um, it was Yellow and he was just had Ratatat and Duo, you know? <laughs> Two yeah. of those characters, you know, you like, I'll capture for the collection, but how many people do you know that actually use Duo? Or maybe, maybe, maybe it's really good, but how many people do you, do you know that use those characters? Yeah, well, it's like, well, I think all Pokemon, at the end of the day, like, whatever ones you take and train, they're all kind of good as long as you're into, like, certain things. Or but not it, Ditto. Yeah, well, Ditto just has a stupid, like, if you just want, if you want the game to be twice as long, go for it, but, um, but yeah, beyond that, though, it's like, for the most part, all characters are pretty good if you just kind of put the time and effort, but yeah, you never hear of anybody like, oh, I'm gonna use a Doduo, or I'm gonna use a fucking, like, you know, Rata. Mm-hmm. And he ends up getting in a fight with Lance, so by this point, he's actually battling, and he's actually getting good at it, so that's good. Mm -hmm. And, um... They come across a Farfetch when they're out at the o on the ocean. They bring it back. And I think, I mean, I've said this before. I think this comic is a good example of, like, because it presents things away. I mean, I'm sure the, the anime has done similar things like this by this point. But they come to this island. And you can tell if, if you know your shit what, what these trees are. But they're a bunch of exec, um, execu executors or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um... Which is kind of a weird thought process. Like, okay, it starts off as like four eggs or whatever. Okay, what's it turn into? A, a palm, palm tree. tree. <laughs> I'm having trouble with the connection there, you know? Yeah, you know, I'm almost afraid to make this omelet. Like, is it just going to fucking grow on me? And just next thing you know, in my kitchen, there's going to be this giant fucking tree looking down, waiting to fucking eat my head off. Or if I eat it, am I going to suddenly, is going to do that shit from like the fountain where like, uh, where <laughs> G, where. Or after he drinks the tree of life, like fucking Wolverine, like plant starts busting out of him. Yeah, exactly. Like you know what I mean. Like because you know somebody. That part's tried freaky. It. That part actually is fucking freaky. Sorry, that, go ahead. That part was, but it's like you know somebody's tried to eat an execute before. They're like, well, I can like make an omelet out of this. You know, I, mean, I, I know it's against the rules to eat a Pokemon, but fuck it. Look, I'm already here. I'm on the island. What else are they gonna do? Yeah. Well, just this idea. It's just interesting because this right here would be something to be. Uh, cool shot like in a movie somewhere where they're going through a forest and all of a sudden the trees start coming to life and start chasing them and then you realize oh this is just a barren land we weren't actually in a forest this is all just like a uh, this is just basically a desert where a bunch of you know execu executes or executors whatever the fuck they're called mm -hmm. start chasing us you know we're, we're planting yeah and, they exactly. even say, and I think they even say he's like talking to, he's on Skype talking to Oak for a second like what the fuck is all this go what's going on here like i don't know mating season or something shit i do like when he is talking to oak there's like a one-page thing where like fucking like gary's sister or blue's sister fucking shows up and she's helping out oaks and she's like oh mr oak i mean uh or dr oak i mean grandpa you know and he's like don't you fuck don't you call me grandpa don't you fuck there might be some hot ladies walking in here and i don't want you calling me grandpa like tell everybody that i'm your fucking brother <laughs> <laughs> Well, He's like, that's kind of fucking weird. Don't tell me what's fucking weird. Does does the new intern start today? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I think she does. All right, just takes off. Just like no lab coat needed today. All right, <laughs> just this fucking hairy barrel chested right there. Like, uh, you gonna wear any shirt? No, no, you know, science. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just sciencing today. Come on in. You want some coffee? <laughs> just like, uh, 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 just flexing, just kind of there, like, <laughs> sitting in his chair. He's doing, like, anytime he gets a chance, he's doing, like, the Captain Morgan thing, just putting his foot up, like, on a stool. Like, you know, it's all about, you know, helping out the environment and all that. Like, I heard he got divorced recently. No, 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 it's it's nothing. It was, it was a long time ago. Water under the bridge. <laughs> She's dead. I overheard your granddaughter say it happened literally, like, a month ago. Oh, a month ago to me, I, you know, I've just been... The way I live, a month ago, <laughs> might as well been a thousand years. No big deal. I move on quickly, you know? <laughs> See, that's not a that's granddaughter. Right? That, that's, that's my sister. Just the same. We're, like the, <laughs> we're twins, actually. <laughs> <laughs> same age. <laughs> Grandpa, I don't know if it's a good idea. Like, yeah, maybe as good an idea as your fucking map business. How'd that take off? <laughs> yeah, sold one fucking map. You bought you gave five the first thousand one away for of free. <laughs> you gave you gave the first one away for free. Yeah, guess what? No fucking customers came by because you know what? 
Pallet Town just it has the same fucking, you know, locals. It's not a tourist place. That's all it is. <laughs> we only have four houses in Pallet Town. No one ever leaves unless you're blue or red. Yeah, I was like, or green, apparently, but God knows where she came from. Yeah, there, I, I would say going back, there was that weird little thing. I think we may have talked about them, but it was weird how, like, oh, nearly every major leaguer came from Pallet Town. Like, that seems kind of weird, because that means it feels like, oh, it's your destiny to become this. Or I like the idea it's somebody who came from bumfuck nowhere to become this, you know, like, yeah, become the, champion. It sounds weird. That's, like, the, that's the only thing in this entire series so far that I thought was, like, it kind of made me go, what? That's fucking... It's kind of dumb because I yeah I, I I hate fucking destiny type stuff. I hate chosen ones. I hate because I like that to me always feels like no 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 no. You're saying that only certain people can fucking do stuff. And I like to believe that like if you put in fucking hard work, you can accomplish anything. Just like fucking Doc Brown said. Yeah yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and so I, I, that's the one where I thought I was like what. I, but every, everything else I, I, th- I think Blue was kind of confused. I, I like to assume that you know. It, it, it's rare. The last time that somebody won from Pallet Town it was Professor Oak. You know, sixty-five mm-hmm. years. Whoa, 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 whoa! It was like <laughs> literally like two years ago. Just saying. There's <laughs> fucking chicks in the room. You can't just say sixty-five fucking years ago. They're just gonna look at me like, Jesus Christ, how fucking old is that guy? She's like, Do you have a TikTok account? I'm like, oh, there's the age difference. <laughs> I think times that age difference by four. Shut the fuck up. Oh, Bill got me hooked up with Yahoo Messenger yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Took me forever to change my AOL account. Yeah. It was was real hard shift over, you know. I had to learn all kinds of new stuff, you know. And then my Netscape Navigator updated, and (laughs) I haven't haven't got back online since. (laughs) Not doing that again. (laughs) uh, So at some point, he, uh, Yellow, makes it to Cinnabar Island, and he walks in the middle of a fight, and you see... we, We know it's Blaine... Mm-hmm. But it's different right here because he actually has, because um, he doesn't have the glasses, he doesn't have the mustache. So, and later he says, like, oh, I got burnt off some years back. And he just kind of wears the, the glasses and the mustache and all that. But I see it's kind of interesting just because, like, I, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm having sort of, he's like almost kind of like, it looks like he's almost becoming one with Mewtwo because he has that arm all wrapped up. So I'm wondering to see how this comes back, sort of. Because I'm not sure if he's battling with Mewtwo or if he's part of Mewtwo. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he does sort of always have that hand wrapped up. And I didn't know if that was something to do with the Master Ball. Like, like almost like you can't just hold that with, like, a human hand. <laughs> but remember how his arm was doing the whole Akira thing? Like, yeah. Like, volumes back? Yeah. Because Because he is doing this weird training. Like, he literally leads a boy out <laughs> to a bridge. On a bridge. Yeah, look, boy. If you mind showing an old man a good time out in the bridge, Pokemon battle, good time that is. Well, it's also like he's ha- he's using. Don't you go see ask your silhouette. fucking parents if you can go out in the bridge with me. Just be a fucking man and do it. <laughs> Actually, you know what? No, he is using. Um, yeah, there's this one shot where it's like he's uh, he's doing a certain motion, and then you see like Mewtwo silhouette doing the same thing. But I think that he is training him because he calls him back to a ball. So, yeah, I think that he's just, like, obscured by smoke and all that. And maybe that's what he does. He just finds, like, fucking six-year-old, like, boys that, like, would have no idea what a Mewtwo is anyways. He's like, that's okay, you know. If they're over the age of nine, they're going to start fucking asking questions. But, you know, when they're, when they're at that really, <laughs> when they're that, like, youth wants to fight, you know, they got fucking, they got a Caterpie yesterday. Like, you know, if everything's fucking magical. <laughs> They're, they're they're feeling really fucking ballsy. Well, guess what? How ballsy you feeling? Come on this bridge with no railings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is where me, the boys become men. Let, let me literally pull out the most fucking dangerous Pokemon in the world. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Oh, it's, uh, it's, um, it's, a, it's a doodong. That's what it is. <laughs> What's a doodong? Uh, I don't know. Firo, yeah, yeah, you know, oh, big bird Pokemon. Oh. Ooh, scary. All right, now fight it. <laughs> now fight it. Fucking, uh, I, I need some fucking training, and I need some youth. <laughs> <laughs> For every child that falls in this volcano, I gain his soul. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, as they, as they, um, they go back to Blaine's lab, and that's where like Brock calls him. He's just like, oh, I think I found like where Red is, and you're like, what? And they see like. There's this ice crystal thing of red somewhere in the pewter uh, cave. 
but then you realize, oh, or Mount Moon, but then you realize, oh, wait, no, he was frozen in this thing shaped like him, but then he got out of it. Just like at some point, just like he breached out of it, like, like a cocoon. Like Ace Ventura coming like out cocoon. of the fucking rhino. The rhino's butthole. <laughs> and right as soon as they make that discovery, that's where, you know, each one of the each one of the members of uh, the Elite Four starts attacking a particular city. Bruno starts attacking with like an army of machops and machokes. Starts attacking Pewter City. Uh, Agatha starts attacking Cerulean City. Yeah, what, I, well, I guess whatever's left of Cerulean City because it's like, so like, was that that city like felt like got hit by like an A bomb and like fucking one of the previous issues. They're like, not again. And then, like, I want to say, um, Lo- Lorelai, or whatever her name is, starts attacking Celadon. Is it Celadon? Is that is she's... Yeah, Celadon. Erica's, Erica's yeah. there, and she's fucking out there just, like, shooting a fucking, like, bow and arrow, you know? And then they decide, you know what? There's... I think they realized, because that was their army they sent out there. It's like, you know what? They're over at this one other island. We can all corner them if we do this. So... Yellow, you go on this side of the island, I'll corner him off at the other side of the island. As he does that, he says, he grabs the Master Ball, and he says, it's time for us to go, brother. And he's holding the Master Ball. It's like, wait, what? what? I'm just wondering if he's just referring to, like, the little kid as brother, or if we're going to find out. Because he's holding the Master Ball, and he says, brother, and he's adjusting his armband. So It's probably like, right. like, Blame probably is like... When they're making the concoction for, like, they're like, oh, shit, okay, we only got this much DNA from um, you. He looks around, nobody's fucking there, slides his pants down, starts fucking jerking <laughs> off onto, like, fucking lay. It's like, put a little bit in with the mixture, no one's gonna fucking know. Stirs it around with the Mew sample. Fucking make a Mewtwo here. It's just a distant shot. Like, it's not close at all. It's like that, it's like that shot in uh, Texas Chainsaw where the guy gets whacked and then pulled into, <laughs> yeah. like, the, it's like a shot, like, that far away. It almost kind of makes it more unsettling. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know he's just like yeah, maybe that's what it is it's like we're fucking related he's just like <laughs> it's it's like very it's not like it's it's like just very real like <sighs> no fucking music <laughs> just like just here just shuffling just he's <gasps> <gasps> like looking around <laughs> like all exasperated and shit like all right, you hear his belt shuffling, just like, okay, all right. <laughs> looks up, oh, fuck, there's a camera. <laughs> oh, wait a second. That's just one I installed. It'll be okay. It was supposed to go... DVR. Do I know the DVR code? I think I do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they, they, so maybe that's where it's all tied in, why that's the brother, why that's related to him. He's, he's one with Mewtwo now. I'm not sure. I could see maybe they're doing something like, um, do they say anything at any point in this, like Mewtwo has human DNA or something like that, or is it all? I don't, I don't think they're... I don't think I've seen that. And, and even in this book, it's like what's what's like literally. There's like just like tad bits of this Mewtwo stuff kind of sprinkled in here. I could see some things. I don't think it's going to be anything like Mewtwo is his brother or anything like what we just joked about. But I could see it maybe being something to the effect of. Um, Maybe something around the lines of, uh, like, he and his brother were working on this together, and Mewtwo was their project. I, I can see something kind of like that, and Rocket killed his brother, maybe. Well, the way this series going, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I do have a feeling that there might be, like, a bit of Blaine spliced into him. Like Possibly. Maybe that's how his arm is. They do make Blaine, of all the gym leaders, all the gym members... They make Blaine the most prominent, you know? Yeah, it's kind of weird, because, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, actually, I always like Blaine a lot, but, like, it is one of those ones, like, it's funny to think that Misty and Brock actually sit, like, on the back seat compared to Blaine. Brock, I mean, Brock is backseat a lot. I mean, I'm going to say of all the gym leaders, of the good ones, Brock is probably the one that's there the least. Misty is there probably the second most amount of the time, then it's Blaine is the most, and Erica is probably, like... Just like third amount, like maybe more than Brock, but less than Misty. Yeah, because because Erica definitely still has a lot, a lot of screen time more than you would think as well. But um, but yeah, it's just kind of funny because you know you just take the show and you just feel like how much you see Misty and Brock, and you kind of realize they're like, oh, they they are not even like B list characters. They're like C list characters in this book. You know what I mean? 
I think you probably call Misty a B character. I mean, given, compared to how much she, she probably appears a little less than Blaine, because you know she's part of the adventure for a minute, and she is one of the first people they cut to whenever shit's going down. And I, I kind of like how there's this idea that they're all working together. It's not just this thing of like, oh, we battled once and that's it. It's like, oh no, they come back. They come back and they help each other out, and they're all friends. I just think that's kind of an interesting way to go about it. Yeah, I know, but like at the same time, like, but they still don't like venture together, which is kind of like when yeah. I saw like it's everybody's still on their own, but we're, like we we still can work together. But as they kind of go farther in with Blaine, and then you know Blue shows up, and Yellow's supposed to be sneaking around, they find that like oh shit, Team Rocket's back, which is always it's so weird to see like. If you would just see that like last page that's in this book, and it just says Team Rocket, and if you would have saw that before reading any of this book, you'd be like, what? That must be yeah. You would have been I like. Would've, like it's fucking Koga, Sabrina, and um, Lieutenant Surge. And you'd be like, it's not Team Rocket. Like, <laughs> I can actually, you know what? I can honestly see myself being, because I, I liked the show so much when I was younger. I could see myself being, it's different. I don't like it as much. But then, get, once I give it a chance, because like, why Surge a bad guy? Why is this happening? Why why'd Polyrath evolve without a, without a stone? But now it's also one of those things of like, now with enough behind it like this is a story like we said that when we read the first one it's a story that actually it gives you that nostalgic feeling and it kind of gives you the same feeling you got of playing the game back as a kid but it feels like something new at the same time in a little like way way more ah, i can't even talk right now way uh way better written yeah no i mean like that's the th- what i like but like, yeah it gives you that nostalgia feel yet it's new and fresh and it almost even gives you like that thing of like going through it kind of like you do, you know again for the first time like you don't really know what's going to go on but it is interesting like that yeah Serge, Sabrina and Koga they're all bad guys like I, I, I like that kind of almost like yeah as I said as a kid that would have been like well that doesn't seem right but I almost kind of go you know what this uh, this dynamic of that and that the Elite Four are just these like ultimate like fucking like terrorist kind of bullies like super like you know powerful masters that kind of come around like I, I think it's kind of interesting because like in, in the game it almost kind of gives a feeling that like you know okay Giovanni and Team Rocket are bad but everybody else is a pretty decent fellow and all and so on but I just like oh it's like in the comic book it's like oh no 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 there's there's tons of corruption going on people are fucking dying you know the the, the regular folks don't even know what's up really you know what I mean. Well, it's also interesting just the idea of, like, Elite Four isn't like, oh, no, it's not like they're the uh, top athletes of the league. They're just, they're separate from Indigo Plateau. They're totally separate. They're just these four people who take it all so seriously, they're willing to kill anybody to make a point or to get to this one particular trainer who they think stands in the way. Yeah, and even, like, at the end of this book, it's like, in a sense, it's almost like, they treat the Pokemon like it's a war. Like, that's really what's going on. It's just, like, people are, like, almost battling over areas, battling for Pokemon. You know what I mean? People are getting killed. Armies are coming in. Like, it's almost just, like, it's different than, like, what you would kind of think about, like, as, like, sort of the game almost even portrays it or the the cartoon and so on. Or there's even, like, you know, just, the, like you said, a war. Like, they have the city getting attacked by a bunch of different trainers. Not just, like... Oh no! They won't let us go. What are they doing? Well, they're standing guard at those uh, at these underground tunnels, and they won't let you go until you get them a soda or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Where in this, it's like, no, we're uh, we got like a um, chop here guarding the exit. What happens if we go down a chop? It's gonna rip your head off and jam it up your ass. Like, oh, okay, cool. I'll go the other way. Yeah. Well, if I try, oh, I'm just gonna fly in. You can't fly in. It's a fucking psychic barrier. Yeah. Yeah. So they actually do make it out to be like. They do actually make the world seem a little bit more dangerous. Because where it almost... Even the game. As much as I love the game, it almost feels like there's no real consequence. It's like, oh, I got beat up. Let me just go run over the, to the free healthcare clinic and get this handled. <laughs> yeah. But then here it's like, oh, you wandered into a forest and you walked in during mating season. These things are angry that you interrupted them fucking. So they're going to try and eat you. Or yeah. fuck you. I don't know. Either or. Yeah, you you thought this would be a fun safari? Not anymore. You know, just and I, I think that's kind of it. The stakes are higher, like the danger level, the the idea that people can get Pokemon and get almost like too much power. Like I don't know. I, I think it's just like I, I like this kind of like, and it's almost like everybody. It, it's all had like this kind of fresh feeling. Like people like we've had these Pokemon here our whole lives, but at the same time, we still have no fucking idea like what they can do and what they're capable of. And you know, it's almost like they're still kind of figuring this whole, whole thing out too. Yeah, so uh, this is issue, this is volume five, right? Yeah. 
And we got two more to go after this, as far as the Kanto region goes. And I, for, for, for a minute, I'm like, how are they going to stretch, like, you know, this many more volumes out of, like, oh, that's how you do You start a war. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the old, like the old two-parter war, you know, climax. Well, it's like one of those things, like, well, what are you going to do to, like, you know, it's, um... What are you going to do to, to, to stretch it out from the game? Well, we did something. We decided not to follow the game. We decided to do our own thing. It's like, oh, well, in this case, it kind of worked out. Yeah. I mean, like, I know that that's always kind of classic, like, sort of anime manga kind of thing to do is just being like, well, you're not getting them out fast enough, and we're pumping these things out, so we're just going to start kind of running with it, you know? And uh, I feel like for this one, it's like, it's like one of those ones where, like, yeah, as I said, like, you could see that being, like, a kid being that, almost being like, oh, it's not the same as, like, the other stuff? Well, that's kind of dumb. But it's almost like, I like, I personally like when almost things are kind of different sometimes, you know? As long as they're different, like, in a good way. You know, not yeah. not different for, like, no real reason at all, or because somebody has, like, you know, I'm a creative mastermind, so I think, you know, what, fuck the, you know, source material, I'm just gonna chuck that on my shoulder and just make up my own ideas, because I think I have better ideas than the actual creators. Not that shit, but when you could... Yeah. I guess the thing that's good about it is it all seems very feasible and plausible for this world. And it actually, because a lot of times when watching the show or playing the game, part of me would wonder, well, why don't they just do this? Why don't they just do that? Well, they do do it in this. Yeah. They, they do, like, and they have a little bit more going on with it. And on, compiled with that, there's a little bit more at stake. And I think, you know, first off, the villains in this are way better, too. So, there you go. Yeah, they just, they think it through. They got the right answers. It's, you know, the battles are intense and so on. But, um, yeah, I can't wait to continue on. So much fun stuff in Pokemon Adventures. But, uh, till then, go to oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, comic books like Pizza Boys. That's Pizza Boys with a Z. Animations and all that fun, good stuff over at oldmanorange.com. My name's Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Rand Dunnigan. We'll see you some other time. Later, folks. Thanks again for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Sure, check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, cartoons, music, animation, and a whole lot more. We also have the Old Man Orange blog going with all kinds of fun stuff. If you easily want to support the show, use one of our Amazon links either on the website or in the description of the podcast below. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show either on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Newgrounds, or anywhere else that you seem to get this podcast from. Grab the sitcom-styled comic book Pizza Boys on either Comic Central, Comixology, or Amazon. Want more podcasts? Check out the Indie Comics Club over at Comic Central. I also got a workout website called Thor's Hidden Gym. Filled with fitness tips and tricks, videos, and a whole lot more fun stuff in the calisthenics world. Talk to us on Twitter, at Spencer S. Holmes and Dunnigan Ryan. Like our Facebook pages of Old Man Orange Productions and Pizza Boys Comic. Thanks again, we're out of here.